What up and welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 280. On this episode, I'm joined by Snappy. We talk about the Patreon, merch shop, concussions, pictures, gay stuff, workers, COVID, cologne, deodorant, music, car, video games, and a bunch of other shit. Thanks for checking us out. What up? We're joined by Snappy. Hello, hello. Uh, here again, here again. Uh, almost. Yeah, we're in July. May July. Yeah, we're. Go us. We're in July. Woo! Finally. Uh, honestly, first half of the year went pretty quick. All, all last year went quick. I mean, time is just crazy these days. Uh, maybe it's always like that when you just get older, but I think all the quarantine shit just has hopped it up and. Yeah, it seems like it's just been moving along. Yeah, it's fucking wild. Well, um, anyway, we got a Patreon. Patreon.com slash podcast. Uh, you go there and give us money and you get early access to this podcast. Lately, people have been on Twitter just bragging about the early access, showing it off to people, you know, waving their big dick around, if you will. And uh, I, I suggest everyone do that. Hell um, yeah. You know, uh, anyway, shout out to my mother, Hurricane Haynes, Marsha Darmanish to bear, uh, itchaboyh2.com, and Jackie Daytona for being co producers and keeping this shit going. Put on your resumes, put our uh, email address down, and we'll vouch for you. And um, also, merch shop, shop.spreadshirt.com slash podcast mo if you're interested in a shirt or some shit like that. So I may have to finally get me a new one because I was. Used the bathroom the other day, and I guess Uh-oh. my shirt uh, oh, got caught. Where is this going? Uh, my shirt got caught <laughs> in a zipper, and uh, uh. it ripped just a little bitty tear in the bottom of my damn shirt. Pissed me off. Better than a Frankenbean scenario, and uh, <laughs> better than uh, I'm me thinking it went the other side scenario. So, oh, and all, yeah, that happens. That happens, I guess. Um, That's never happened to me before. I don't take my shirt in, so that would never happen to me. Um, well, like, I did it. I, I mean, know. I don't know how it. I guess I don't understand the physics. Like, I let you know. I don't know. It was, I don't know. Right. See, I, like, I'll be I don't really know how the fuck it got in there. Uh, I'm one of those people that my pants are just baggy enough that, in general, I rarely uh, ever would unzip. I, like, once my pants are on, and honestly, even to put them on, probably don't even unzip them. They're just loose enough. I, I pull them straight up, and then I just fucking pull them down enough kid, to piss. I never did this, but uh, I just used the zipper and manhole now. I, I had like a year or two of that, but I don't know. It's weird to me. It makes me feel Man, more uncomfortable, more vulnerable. You know the reason I started doing that? It's when I worked at the prison. I always had that fucking security belt that had all that goddamn equipment on there. Right. And it was just a pain. It would be like an extra 10 minutes to yeah, fucking... Yeah. Get take a bathroom break, so I just learned to fucking zipper old man, right? Manhole. I, I just feel like uh, my penis between the metal teeth makes me feel some type of way, and so I'm like, no, it's okay, I'm all right, I don't want to do that. Um, and again, I I love uh, there's something about Mary when I was a kid growing <laughs> up, so like I was very familiar with that scene, but that, that was one of my favorite movies, hell yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's why I started doing that though. Yeah, when you think back on shit, you know, a lot of stuff will come up in your memory. Like, lately, um, for whatever reason, I've been real into, like, huh, I was a happy kid, but I kind of became, like, weird and suicidal my freshman year of high school. And, like, why did I become all fucking weird like that? And then I've kind of just, I got a lot of concussions, and I don't really think about it, you know, but I had two in football, for sure, that I knew of. And then this one time in the locker room, these kids were boxing, and I was kind of making fun of one because he was so bad at boxing, and then he hit me in the face, and then him hit me in the face didn't hurt me, he had a boxing glove on, but because I was like, I don't know, I'm pretty uh, fast twitchy, you know, like kind of person, I like went back and hit my own head against the wall, like hard as concrete walls yeah uh, like trying to dodge him and then that made like this huge tennis ball size knot and honestly thinking back to it i know this is crazy to think of i think i my personality changed that day like i remember being angry that day and being angry since that day like and then like a year later is when my mom was like 
Well, a teacher found me, found some drawings. Mom was like, we're going to go to a psychologist real quick. And the psychologist was like, yeah, you're fucked. You don't get along with any of your classmates or where you live. Uh, and my mom was like, well, fuck it. You'll be all right. And um, I mean, it's whatever. I don't really care now. But in hindsight, I was like, fuck it. And then I had a car crash, which is I clearly probably had a concussion from that. I flipped a fucking car. Um, and then all these concussions piled on each other. Like they have all these research now for football. And I'm like, huh. I think I just had a lot of concussions. And I think that's probably why I got a little depressing and suicidal-ish. And um, all my friends in my senior year of high school, I started smoking pot. Not all of them, but a big chunk of them were like, dude, pot saved your life. We thought you were going to kill yourself all the time. And I was like, oh, cool. So um, now maybe they're being dramatic, you know, and maybe I would have been fine either way. But anyway, sometimes that's what's been on my mind, really. So, like, I just notice sometimes I just sit and think I'm like, huh, I haven't thought about that. Fucking me hitting my head on that concrete wall in a long time. And, uh, huh, I bet that gave me a huge concussion. Hell yeah. Anyway. I bet it did. Fucking concussions, man. Um, not fun. I never had any confirmed concussions. I, don't, I, don't, I wrestled around a lot and fucking I'd come up drowsy, but I just never even right. thought about it. I had one. I got ear hold once uh, against his like 300 pound kicker. Um, I just, he, I just didn't see it on the return thing. And then once in off season, someone took out my legs and I just hit my head straight up. And the coach knew I had a concussion and gave me the rest of the day off to just sit on his couch and not go to sleep. And he was like, Carl, stay awake, stay awake. And he like was freaking out because he knew he was going to get in trouble. Um, and I didn't tell anybody or whatever. I mean, so I kept to see because I got out of class the whole day. But, uh, you know, that's just the way it was. I don't know, you know, in that that time. Like we played a game called War. I'll never forget. My mom went and complained to the school. I remember my mom overheard me talking about it with someone. And uh, she asked what I was. She was like, there's no way they're doing that. And I was like, yeah. And I didn't know she complained until after she did it. And then she was like, yeah, I went and told her. I was like, God damn it. Now they're going to hate me. Like, uh, but I didn't. I was good at the game. So it really didn't bother me. They put they had a weight class shit, you know, so I was with all the fat kids because I was fat. And then they would take a football. And he'd say, take off running. And you throw the football and you would bring back the football. Ain't no rules. Just however you brought the football back, you won. So now I was the fastest of the fat kids, at least in my age group. And so. I got the football and I would fucking haul ass and ain't no one touch me. And then I was done. Round one over, I'm done. I'm breather. I'm good. Yeah. If, if maybe when I was in eighth grade and then you know, there was a ninth grader uh, or a kid older than me, like Lada, Justin Lada was like about like me. He was fast, fat kid. You know, he would do the same thing I did. But in general, it was easy. But by when it was like two or three left of the slow fucking kids, like it was like bloody noses, like slow, like. I mean, watching it, I felt uncomfortable. Like, it was so fucking intense. And the coach was like this big meathead guy, right? And he was just fucking screaming. He had all these gay jokes. And, uh, you know, my mom had found out about this. And I think she went and was like, hey, do y'all know what's going on? Like, because this wasn't like down at the field house. This was like at the junior high school, just by the school, like in fourth hour in between classes, you know, which I think may have made it a little different. But um, it was intense. It was intense shit. My mom would have showed up to spy on it. And went and ripped the coach. <laughs> right. Well, and my mom also got mad because, uh, you know, football, knowing how football coaches are, like uh, the same guy would uh, say I was like a flat iron skillet with a big old slab of bacon. He's like, you have abs underneath there, but you got a bunch of fucking bacon. Like, and he was like, basically, that's like his way of calling me fat or whatever. And my mom would get like real mad about that. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't bother me, I guess, the bacon part. Like, if you just called me fat, maybe I would get offended. But they were also trying to like hey, feed what, me creatine. Your coach as bad as the first, uh, the EMU coach or whatever. Oh, on uh, last what? chance you. Yeah. Um. No. See, our, we had a weird dynamic. Our second in command, this meathead guy, he was like that. And then the first, our like leader guy was like real chill. You know, our head coach. And so they kind of would balance off each other. Um. But I really liked the second in command dude. Right. Like yeah. in hindsight, even then, I like always liked him. And my mom would be like. I can't believe this fucker exists. I remember she really, cause like he had this one gay joke. I'll never forget. And he'll say, what's the difference between a gay man and a refrigerator? A uh, refrigerator doesn't fart when you pull your meat out. And then I would say, <laughs> so you're gay. Like you would know. Cause, and he would get really, and I'd be like, if you're making that joke, it's cause you're a gay man fucking a gay. Like, and he'd be like, whatever, Mosier, you know? And cause I could, this time everyone called me my last name. And then he also would be like, you know how I got these huge pythons? Because he had like huge, huge biceps. And I was like, uh, no, how he's like lifting up my big dick. It just weighs so much, which I think in hindsight, inappropriate to say to a junior high kid, right? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Damn uh, sure these days, they, they'd, for be, sure. they'd be roasted. <laughs> for sure. Jeez. Um, but I responded with like, oh, I didn't know tweezers weighed that much, coach. And he would be like, all right, Mosher, that's it. But like, I couldn't help 
making fun of like I loved it. So like yeah. I enjoyed well, it. There a are a few coaches you knew you could get away with those stupid jokes because but I don't we didn't have any coaches. Art I don't know, he's pretty straight and narrow. The head coach, he ran a strict and tight schedule. He didn't Right. He was good uh church goer. And then my freshman year we got a new coach and uh he came from a different school that just won state. It's so, like everyone was like real excited he was gonna change the way but we looked at their tape and all of their linemen were under 180 pounds. And we were all, we had a bunch of fat kids. And we were like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it just, none of it made sense, right? And uh, so freshman year, that's when we ran this crazy thing where we ran two extra, t- like an extra tight end instead of another guard or some crazy fucking formula. And it was fun. Um, but yeah, by the end, I was just like, I'm just done with sports. I, don't, I think the concussions caught up to me. I think I knew somehow, like, I just have to quit this. Something's happening here. I don't know. Um, anyway, that wasn't on my list, but I knew I didn't have a lot, so... That got and, us something. Uh, there. The late uh, <coughs> guy named by a re- real good uh, friend of the family, uh, Jarrett Marshall. Uh, he died a couple years back in a car wreck. And but man, uh, when our uh, freshman uh, season got done, they allowed a handful of freshmen to go up and play with the sophomores through seniors and finish right. out the high school season. And I was one of them. And uh, that fucking second day of practice, I was they had me playing scout team linebacker. I was following that fucking running back out, and that motherfucker crack blocked me like a motherfucker. He hit, he blindsided me right in the fucking ear hole. Right, it's probably one of the hardest times I've ever been fucking hit in my life. And this dude, he was a skinny receiver, defensive back. That motherfucker, he could play. Right. He's an all stater, and he he fucking he cleaned my clock. I had to have a concussion that day. Yeah, I woke up. What the fuck? And I, all I could hear by the time I came to was him talking shit. You know, right? Because I we was boys. I he was my brother's best friend. You know, a good friend of the family. And uh, yeah, I know I had to have a concussion that time. Right. <clears throat> for, for me, the clear sign of concussion was whenever your vision took a minute to catch up to what happened. So like when I got earholed by the huge fucking kicker. I hit the ground and then like five seconds later, my vision turned like I hit the ground. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I stood up all dizzy and I was like, whew. And when I flipped my car, like three weeks after I got my license, same thing. Like the car flipped, but then it was like moments later, my vision caught up to it, you know. Um, so again, it's, it's weird how it happens. Um, all right. I saw a story this week that uh, a few stories that I'm talking about. But one was uh, sound this hot button thing of like taking pictures of people in public. So um, I just went in the comment section of this one post and I saw people very passionate both ways about it. Now, as someone, I'm very private uh, person, I would say I'm pretty introvert and all that. And uh, if I was out in public at Walmart and someone was like purposely taking a picture of me out of everyone else and they were singing with me, I take a picture. I would have a problem with that, you know, or if I was at the park or anywhere. I I would want to break their camera, you know, regardless that I'm in a public place and they have the right. Like, that's the other argument. People are like, well, they have the right because you're in a public place. Now, I think someone take a picture of a tree and I'm in the background. And yeah, that happens, you know, because I mean, that you can't catch matter on that shit or whatever. Um, But I think uh, creeping out because the the story was some guy was taking a picture of women in bikinis at a fucking pool. Like they're out there tanning and this dude was just straight up. Take a picture of him over his book, act like he was reading or whatever. And then people are like, well, he has the right to. And I'm like, well, I don't think that's the argument. If you have the right. It makes me uncomfortable. Like you said, if you're part of a background, cool. Right. You know, if you're trying to take a picture of the fucking tree and there's a fucking girl in a bikini behind it, so be it. Right. But like, because there was one particular instance I had probably was on a plane and I heard says, oh, that baby's cute. And I heard click. I fucking stood up and I said, would you please delete my kid's picture right fucking now? I was pissed and I made her show me she deleted it. I mean, it was, I think she was just trying to be sweet. She was probably a picture taker, but it really fucking pissed me off. Right. You know, someone snapped a picture of my little fucking. Was that Colton? No, it would have been a cash. Cash. baby. I mean, I could just see if if it was Colton, I could see where you'd be really defensive, you know, given his scenario. Um, But I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah, that shit pisses me off. I mean, I don't know. Maybe because it was my kid. Right. And I know that there's fucking weirdos out there, and I'm not having anybody. Now, I think if when we were kids, if someone was like, let me take a picture of your kid, our parents would be like, of course, pose for that part, you know, because it was a different era. But like now, it'd be like, uh uh, ain't no one taking a picture of my kid. Fucking creeps. (laughs) Like every, like that is the general thought, even though I bet like percentage wise, there's the same number of creeps, but like people are just really aware. Um, right. They're like, no, no, no. Yeah, like, but I about flipped on someone, or I kind of did, I guess. And that was on a plane. Yeah. You said? 
was the beginning or end of the plane flight? Beginning. beginning. <laughs> fun, fun stuff. Um, no, it was all cool. I mean, she was super nice. I don't think she had any ill intentions, but I was just so uncomfortable. I was already uncomfortable because I don't like planes. Right. I hate them. You almost have to Mr. T me on that motherfucker. I mean, I've only been on a plane twice, so I mean, I'm not a big... I don't like them. Um, I went on the cheapest of the airlines. Well, not the cheapest, but the second cheapest, which is Southwest. I think the cheapest is Spirit Airlines. I understand. think the new cheapest. They're in Tulsa getting their own line this year. Oh, shit. Well, um... Anyway, Southwest was a pain in the ass for sure, uh, you know, and it wasn't fun. It was, and it really felt like, as someone who doesn't fly much, you were strapped in this weird metal vessel. I'm like, it just does. It doesn't feel it has secure. I'm like, does it at all? <laughs> like, there's a lot of people for this, and like, I'm not scared of heights, and I wasn't scared that it was gonna like crap. I'm like, statistically, it's safer than like I, I have full confidence in that. I'm just saying the feeling in the vehicle, just like when Powell had this high on day, right? And he drove it all around college. It felt like you were like sitting all up on the frame and shit. It was like, bro, if we hit something, we are just dead. Like, and that's fine. We drove it around everywhere, but you still had a feeling while sitting in that car, which is a lot different than like when you're in like a Cadillac or someone has a nice car. And you're like, fuck. Like, I think we would survive some shit in this. You know, I don't know. Um, airplanes didn't feel too safe, but I'm sure there's nicer ones. And if I was ever wealthy enough to where I'm like, let's try some first class shit, I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's a great time. But fucking sardine shoved up in some shit. I was like, this is very comfortable. I don't really like this. Right. Uh, anyway, that was my thoughts. Um, all right, there's a movie on Disney Plus that's getting some talking, you know, getting a little buzz or whatever. And I think I, I probably won't remember all the points that I had when I was reading the story the other day and other people were pointing shit out. And I was like, oh, good point, good point. You know, we'll see if I can. But anyway, it's a story. It's like a little mermaid kind of, right? Except the person's like a little sea monster in the ocean when he comes out of the water he's a little a little boy and uh this set in like let's say south america because i don't really fucking know maybe it's spain or some shit but uh <clears throat> anyway he becomes best friends with this other boy right and then it's a story of friendship is how a lot of people would have it go and uh, you know it's just these boys and their stories of friendship and uh it shows how boys don't always have to be masculine you know or whatever and and all shit but it got adopted very quickly by uh, the gay community that's like, see, it's a gay story. This is a gay love story. And then they were doing it. And it ran for like a week like that. And I didn't have anything against it. I was like, okay, cool. That's they're going for it, whatever. But then I saw this other opinion piece. It's like, no, no, this is what happens. Anytime a man tries to show emotion or try to show this side of themselves or them having a friendship as a boy, all of a sudden people would be like, you're gay. I mean, this is the same joke that we told in the 90s. Like, you know, you're, you show your feelings. You're like, oh, you're gay. And it's like, and now, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, it just broke my brain thinking about it where I'm like, that's exactly what's happening. And I don't know if the creators come out and endorsed it is or isn't a gay. So I think that matters a lot. I think, you know, whoever wrote this shit comes out and says it is or is it, it makes it definitive. But it is interesting. Yeah, they need to come out and make a decision before it gets out of hand. Right. Um, the wrong way. You know, I don't I don't think there's supposed to be ill intentions. Or right. I'm sure there isn't either way. Um, but it, it's just, I don't know. I just find that real interesting. You know, um, I talked about uh, maybe with Soko last week, or maybe with, uh, I don't think it was you, I think it was a Soko. There's Lil Dicky has a show called Dave, and there's this very fucking quote unquote gay episode, right? Where Lil Dicky and Benny Blanco are doing lots of like, dude, look at my butthole, and oh, you got a hemorrhoid, like, oh, I put peanut butter on it. You're like, fucking some weird gay shit, right? But they're not gay because they're not sexual, they're not, they're not sexually attracted to each other. They're just right. doing things that like us as straight men are like weird. But again, like I'm still in that episode. If someone done it in front of me, I'd be like, whatever, guys. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't get offended, right. but I probably also wouldn't be like, hey, you should also look at my butthole because I'm just not that type right. uh, to probably be that comfortable. But I had a friend growing up, um, funniest person actually growing up. I don't, I kind of want to say his name because I'm saying he's the funniest person I knew growing up. But the next thing I'm about to say is kind of fucking weird. So I won't say it. Uh, but he, every one of my friends will know who it is. Um, he wanted to learn how to make himself fart. Like you make yourself burp, you know, you can suck in air and burp. And so he had bend over fucking doggy style, basically shoulders on the fucking bed sort of shit and spread his asshole open and suck in air through his asshole and hold it. Then go fart on people. And it was the funniest shit in the world. I always, I mean, I would die laughing about it. Wow. Right? <laughs> now, um, and he took a lot of time to learn this. And I remember thinking at the time, like, I wonder if this is weird sexual shit <laughs> or if it just him wanting to learn to fart on people. Um, it was always funny, but then one time on a school trip, he just wanted to be like, he was like, I brought 24 condoms and we're just going to open them and slam them all over the room. And then we're going to call the teacher and they're going to come in here and be like, yep. And that's exactly what we did. And I don't know why he wanted to do it, but he was just, 
You had some weird shit like that, right? And I never was like, he's gay. What was the teacher's reaction? Uh, she was like, I'm never bringing y'all on another fucking trip again. I'm getting tired of this dumb shit. You know, we were, this is a robotics club that I've been in since seventh grade and they, the teacher loved me, but I definitely wore out my welcome by like junior year where I, I just knew I could get away with anything and I, <laughs> I, I was being stupid. This kid bought a fucking blow up doll at Spencer's and one of the robotics trips blew it up in the van while we were on the interstate and she looked back and we had this blow up doll just in the seat and she was like oh my god i would have fucking get like <laughs> um we were some little hellions um at times in high school um anyway neither here nor there but i don't think we should have already assumed my friend was gay just because he done that shit unless he says hey i'm sexually attracted to men and then you're like oh i guess you would be um but this seems to be uh that is lost he was sucking air through his butthole not objects right i mean even if he I, still, I don't know. I think you can still like objects in your butt and be straight. Like, I think he just like farted. I think he like, he like, he like right. farts. That Far, humor. Farts are funny. Now, the, my favorite joke he ever told me um, is after I went to college and he was still in high school because he's a year younger than me. Uh, one of my other friends that was in my class was really good at dancing. You know, like he danced all the time and shit. And my friend told me he went and tried out for So You Think You Can Dance. And he made up this elaborate story about it. And I just believed it. Like all it was was like it may have elaborate story. I just believed it, and then like a year or two later, I see that guy. And I'm like, "Hey, I heard you went." To, and he was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And, it was all, and I, I was like, "That motherfucker!" And I thought it was funny as shit. Damn, <laughs> because I was like, "He was such a good story." Like he yeah. was like, "You go and you know his sister. His sister always believed in him." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Like I was just so into it, and so for uh. To learn later, it was uh, I was like I respected it even more um, as opposed to being angry. I think some people would be mad at that, um, but not me. Damn it! Uh, how's your work been? Oh, uh, works been good. Uh, got another raise this week, so there's like two, yeah. two checks and two, three weeks. Got two raises. Yeah, been pretty well, cool. Business has been good. I mean, it was a little slow yesterday, but we finally had to have a slow day. Well, they were just take off, and you need a person, I guess, to poach me. You know, offer me enough money that I can quit. No, they ain't. Well, I don't. I ain't even out there with you yet. I don't think, so. <laughs> right. I took you telling my mom about her liquor store. I was like, if you would just offer me so much money that it would have to force Coopy's hand, but she's like, well, we don't know how much money we're gonna make, and I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> So. Someone today posted, uh, told me they possibly might be opening up at a dispensary in Warrington. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, They someone asked about, my parents, half of the liquor stores, there's an open side that they're going to rent out. Um, and they were thinking about someone that cuts hair, because that would be pretty easy and pretty consistent. But then Randy, who's like kind of our cousin in a way, um, through like some crazy ass fucking redneck marriage shit, you know. And um he he has a dispensary, so he's asking if he could have that as a shop. But then they have to have all this other, they'd have to have something else there that I don't know. It, it seemed like a lot of trouble, but I was like, I don't think it's the worst idea to get a dispensary and a liquor store together. But then again, some people would look at that as like that's the devil building, you know, the things together. But then again, I think it's cool. So what's the difference in walking a half block? Yeah, it's a good point. Good point. Um, I was just like, I think you should go for whoever is willing to give you rent on a consistent basis. Yeah. And that's that's who you should go. With. Uh, that's how I would handle it. But also, they when they first got the land, I said build storage units. And then now that everything shook out the way it is, they're like, God damn, we should have built storage units. And I'm like, I told you. <laughs> I like I don't make good decisions for myself, but I give pretty good advice. And it's always been like that. Even in college, my friends come for me advice, give great advice. My life, fucking kind of shit. But I was like, I'll give you some good advice. You just got to <laughs> follow it. We can tell you how to do it. We right. just don't do it ourselves. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, I saw um, a story on the internet, and I've seen a couple since then, so maybe they're like halfway fake or whatever, um, but like an entire McDonald's shift quit, and then they just put, uh, <laughs> there was, they put like just a, a side on the counter that just said, we hate this, we quit, or something like that, right? And then on, then on the order window and then cars were just in line and people were in Walmart and they're or Walmart and McDonald's and there's nobody working. You know, there's just nobody there. And it's like, I mean, all the machines are there and all the, but there's just not a manager. There's not a staff. I think I just would have went in and cooked my own burger and <laughs> I could filmed it. <laughs> I mean, if you knew how and you could probably could have pulled it off, uh, that would have been really I'm funny. Sure I could throw meat. Yeah, I could throw meat on a grill. I would have tried to make a McFlurry myself with their ice, their infamous ice cream. Yeah, yeah, I, I would have went with the working grill. <laughs> uh, there's this guy who made a website. Um, fuck, it's something very clever. Like 
is the McDonald's ice cream machine broken.com or something. And it checks. It has this thing where it can auto check through the mobile app, every McDonald's availability of ice cream. Cause they have to put it's on available through the app and then it auto updates to like all the McDonald's, uh, in the U S huh. constantly. And, uh, some shit behind that. I heard this on another podcast is when they say it's broke or it's down. That just means they've cleaned it for the night. And it's like a one hour process to clean the McFlurry machine. And if they make another one, they have to reclean it all. So they just say it's broken if they've already cleaned it too early. Oh yeah. So I was like these motherfuckers. I love McFlurries. When I was uh, in college, my first job was in the math department. I just got to work on you know, great at papers and shit like that at the college. In my second semester, I was like, the secretary for the main dean of the math department because she liked me for summer. I got arrested and shit. And she was like, hey, let me promote you <laughs> up to then. I was like, OK, um, I think she was also religious and was like trying to keep an eye on me. You well, know, some way. hold your personal life against you. Yeah, but that's not how it works. I and uh, one thing she would do is she would just be like, hey, you want to go get me in the McFlurry with extra Oreos? And I'd be like, yeah. And she goes, all right, well, here's money for an extra one. And then she's like, you know, Dorota, who was this woman from Poland, who was like a foreign exchange. She was like, she loves McDonald's fries. So bring her some back, too. And it would him like a $20 bill. And then be like, and the rest, keep that for gas. And I'm like, all right. And she do it like every day. And I was like, this is awesome. So that was the way like you would get paid a little more than what the they were allowed to pay you. You know, yeah. it's like, uh, yeah. Some or if you like didn't that. want to make for you that day. Right. I normally got one. Though. I was like, fuck it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like you could have banked up. Could have. But I would get Dorota her fries. And she would always be surprised. And then I'd give uh, the dean her McFlurry. And I would just sit at my desk and eat my McFlurry and be like, pretty sweet job. I mean, it could yeah. be a lot worse than this. Um, fucking, it, it paid horrible. You know, I was back when minimum wage is like $5 an hour. Yeah. And so it was like, ugh, it was pretty rough. But it's the easiest job. And it's like, I'm already here on campus. I just have to hang out a few hours a day in this room. Yeah. So I didn't hate it. But um, anyway, I wouldn't quit my shift. If everyone else quit at your job, would you like if you were on that shift and everyone else walked out and you're the last one, would you have stayed or would you have just joined everyone else? It depends on the entire situation. Right. I mean, I would just say in general, it would be hard for me to imagine me being like, yeah, I quit too. But if it's a McDonald's, maybe I'm like, who? I'm working at fucking McDonald's. And maybe that's inconsiderate. I mean, or I might try to make some phone calls or something. Be like, hey. There's nobody here. There's no way I can run this by myself. Right. So I'm going to leave. That's probably what I would have done. I mean, well, like I said, I would have called in whatever hotline I'm calling sick as soon as I saw everyone leaving. Like, oh, yeah, I called in sick today. Bye. So like, hopefully that it wasn't coming against you. Um, You know, try to pull something off. So anyway, good luck out there, workers of the world. All I hear about is uh, there's not enough workers and then it's countered with, well, they should pay them more. And. I'm in general, if we're in a real free market, which we're not, you know, obviously the government puts its thumb on the scale in a lot of scenarios. I mean, that's that is literally um, what the government, uh, not that it's supposed to, but what it does constantly in in our sort of capitalism. When everyone like hates on capitalism and they use America for an example, I'm like, maybe, but it's like a fucking corporate ran government. It's all buddy system. <laughs> Bell out to the richest people sort of capitalism. It's not like a free market, but a free market. I mean, it it would kind of be like, well, how uh, they should compete for workers. You know, you want the good workers, you got to pay more. And then people should be like, yeah, I'm leaving this job because that job pays more. I'm sorry. If you want to pay me more to keep me, that'd be great. And I think I prefer that system over. a Well, hold on, guys, let's. Let's care about what Walmart's bottom line is. You know, it's like, I don't give a fuck. That's crazy. No shit. What? I mean, if you work for a small company locally, you know, the owners, whatever, I get somehow you're like, no, I have this pride or whatever, and I'm going to help them out. Maybe they'll get me later on. I get that. But when it's like people that are like, they're like prideful of a huge company that like doesn't give a fuck about them the day they're fired. The next day, they're just going to put an ad out for someone, you know, like, you know, it ain't shit to them. Like, I just don't get the loyalty um, that still exists. And so I am cool with like the younger generation, not really having that, you know, like right now they're like people, if I can switch in jobs, like a motherfucker, I don't care because people are giving people sign on bonuses and no one's giving people will stay with us bonuses. So if you could just switch a job and get a bonus, well, if you got I mean, a shitty job, might as well switch it and get twelve hundred dollars. Right, and go work another shitty job. I mean, I, <laughs> I totally get it. Uh, my mom makes pretty good money, but it's her whole thing. She's a nurse, and she sees all these people giving bonuses. She's like, "Uh, how about y'all give me a bonus to stay?" You yeah. know, like, and I'm with her. I went back to work. So I mean, I could I had several more months of unemployment coming, but no, I went and took a job instead. Right. 
Well, and I'm curious, you know, we don't talk about COVID a whole lot, but, you know, this new variant's happening. And I know it's tough because, you know, you don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, blah, blah, blah. But it, it really does seem like it's going to be an ongoing forever thing. Now, the influenza epidemic of the 1920s lasted for a few years. I mean, it's not an instant thing or whatever. Um, I, but it, it gives a little credence or credit to these people that are like, oh, you get the vaccine or you do this and that. And they're still going to want you to do all these things, you know. And so it does seem like it's coming back around. Like now there's a new variant, so we might have to go back into lockdown. And so um, I'm not saying it's not helpful, but I... I don't know. I'm kind of let's call off some people, you know, people. I don't know. <laughs> it's like uh, it, it, we're in a, you're in a lose lose scenario because everything's so political. Like even, whenever even health is political and like, here's what you should do. Scientific fact wise. And, and like some shit's come out with Fauci, you know, his emails come out. And I, apparently if you bring up his emails, that automatically makes you alt right or some shit. I don't know. But anyway, some emails came out of Fauci being active. He knew he was lying about the effectiveness of masks, but it was more about and I'm not I don't disagree that it. it is it still beneficial in some way, even if it's not as beneficial as they said or whatever. Um, but I don't know. So shit comes out and you're like, Oh, or now like you, like we've mentioned, uh, they're relooking into like, maybe it was a man-made disease. And just a few months ago that, that made you all right. But now it's like, well, okay. Now that some Democrats say maybe now it's okay to look into that. Like, I don't know. I just, right. Everything's too political. And it makes, it makes me just not like whoever's in charge. That's why I don't like the Democrats now. And I didn't like the Republicans. <laughs> like, it's just because whoever's in charge, they're always like, uh, we're going to hide some secrets and we're not going to tell anyone the truth. And we're smarter than you and you can't handle it. That's kind of the attitude you always seem to get. And I don't like it. God damn it. They're going to do what they want. No matter. Right now, I still don't uh, for me, for conspiracy theory, I need to know what people gain. So I still don't know what the people gain unless you're just saying it's the elites who took more money during all this from the poor than they would have. It's bored without rich it. people. We're like chess pieces. They got to move us around and fuck right. with us. And it could be that. It's, you know, it's their game. They probably have, a, you know, you see on movies where they go to their room and they have whole little cities built and shit. They probably have us all, oh, let's take this fucker down today. I mean, they, right. probably, they probably just do shit like that. Well, I mean, I'm sure I'd right? like, for instance, the nine 11 conspiracy. The reason I think I get behind it so much is like, the idea is they did it to, restart the military industrial complex because we weren't really in a war right without a war we don't got people making ammunition and we don't have soldiers getting sent out to places and we don't have that machine going that makes jobs it makes money and so some people on the inside got these four guys from saudi arabia to do this shit we blame it on afghanistan and iraq and all of a sudden we're in war for the next 20 years you know like I can i can grasp that i can get the benefit and i can get like oh that's some crazy shit but with this one of COVID, unless it's just Jeff Bezos did it so Amazon could take over the world and maybe he has enough money that he could do all that. But like, I don't know when it's just like, yeah, yeah, man, the man did it. And I'm like, well, who who is it? Like, who's if you're saying China and it got out of control, I believe that 100 percent. I believe 100 percent that China was making some shit and it got leaked and this shit just got crazy. But then I can also see someone like, no, no, we'll make it look like that because actually we're really trying to attack some people so who knows Man, i don't know there's like four conspiracies rolled into one right there yeah because it gets deep it did it gets deep um all right the last thing i had to talk about was soap i bought some soap or got i got soap at christmas got two bars i got one bar last christmas the one before and then this last christmas i told kubi i need two bars to get me through the year and it's called i believe man soap or some shit like that and uh, man bar maybe i don't know i need to go look where the new one is i'm about to open the second one um, but I really like some good old man smelling soap, you know, not just like men, but, you know, it's like some rustic shit, you know, ain't all flowery and shit. Get that pine tar from Sasquatch. I, just, I see those ads and I think about you know, it all the time. Uh, uh, Colton, he decided to order him some and one of the flavors he got was pine tar. Boy, it's piney. No, see, I don't know if I want the pine shit. Oh. I did. See, I mean, I see those soap commercials, maybe because I enjoy soap now these days where uh, they look really good. And it's like freshly cut and made in the whatever mills of. Well, they supposedly if you may, if you make it in a cold process, it it works better. You know, I guess they've been making soap these last several hundred years in a warm process. Mm, I see something about he and Colton's been looking it up. He's I don't know, really into this exfoliating soap, I guess. Right. Hey, whatever you can get into, man, help you out. Uh, 
I don't hate soap. I like soap. You know, I'm trying to do it. I definitely was a body wash person forever, you know, and I still do. Even now when I have bar soap, I go every other day. One day's bar soap, one day's body wash because the bar soap dries my skin out. You know, I guess mm. my skin are like, I mean, after you're done, you're like, it's just so dry. Yeah, I've been using body wash for a while now. And when you use body wash, it kind of moisturizes it a little bit for you, you know. Um, but anyway. Fucking soap world. And then you got those fuckers out there. I'm not saying they're wrong. They don't wear deodorant because they say, well, the deodorant blocks the pores and that's not natural and it's actually unhealthy. I'm like, yeah, but you smell. You smell fucking gross. Yeah. And so, I don't know. And not everyone smells gross, in my opinion. But I, I think that's uh, like, for instance, I don't think my own BO smells that horrible. I'm like, ooh, I'm right. You know, but it doesn't make me like fucking vomit. But there are some people I was going, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with like, yes. what do you eat? I got to get out oh of here. Oh my God. It's like, pick up the rolls and wash underneath or something. Right. And, and that coat to totally be it. Maybe when I, if I got bigger, it would be worse. Uh, but I'm like a very clean, hygienic, um, lots of deodorant type person. I used to wear a lot of cologne. And I think that's why I'm sewing a soap now is I want some soap that could just work. Cause I don't really wear much cologne. I haven't worn cologne and I don't know when. Since they legalized pot or made it medically illegal. <laughs> <laughs> For me. I was like, wait, I don't have to have this cot Like I used like, I mean, I used to have all the Axe body sprays and shit in my car because I was like, I'll be just fucking smoking all the time. I'm like, oh, and everyone had to know because, you know, to me, when I smell Axe now, I smell weed. I'm like, you got weed around here? And it's like, no, it's just Axe body sprayed. I'm like, oh, it's just fucking associated in my mind. Um, but they quit making my favorite cologne of all time. And then also uh, this whole, I didn't what have to worry that? about it. Uh, Victoria's Secret's very sexy for him. And I would uh, get it every year at Christmas, the biggest bottle. And I would just be like, this is the best. And everywhere I'd go, people would be like, what kind of fucking cologne is that? Like, I would always get compliments and comments on it. And then I have like this little bit left. I haven't made it in years. And I just stare at it. And I'm like, I'm not using it today. I just told people it was called Snappy. And I did the blue polo sport. Mm-hmm. So that was my that was my go-to. I went for a while in uh, TJ Maxx. Uh, when I go there, they always had the polo shift, like $10 a bottle. I always wanted the blue one. She got me a red one one time. Uh-uh. Oh. Yeah, the red one's going to blue. There's light blue and dark blue. Do you know what you Dark one? blue. Okay. I like. I got the light blue one typically. Um, I don't know. I got the same bottle every year for years and years and years and years. I right. mean, I just, that was the one. And I remember Curve not being the worst cologne of all time when it came out, you know? You remember growing up, I don't know, because, you know, but my dad and him would always try to give us that fucking musk. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and, uh, I was actually about to talk about those next, because my dad had Stetson was the number one. Stetson, yes. And Stetson is the number one country-ass Western smell. So if anyone out there is unfamiliar, you're not from the country area, and you want to smell like that, you get Stetson. Boy. And it's it's uh, stout. It's, it's stout. <laughs> stout, was, stout the was the word I was co- coming for. You just beat me to it. Uh, but yeah, and then. Like, for instance, I, I'm going to get a spray bottle every time, you know, but back then it was like no spray bottles. They were going to pour a little puddle in their palm and slap it on their neck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, slap it on both. There was also yeah. another one my dad had was preferred stock. I remember it was the, I don't maybe it was a knockoff, but if whatever it is, I remember that he had Stetson was his number one and preferred stock. In fact, there was another they one. They had Old Spice, but it ain't the Old Spice they have now. See, my dad never done Old Spice. Old uh, Spice. It, Brute. Brute was the other one people fucking that yeah. green bottle. And I hated it, but every some people liked it. It was almost minty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I remember definitely all that and coming of age. I would say actually the Adidas cologne was the first one. Good, like sixth grade for me is like it kind of blew up. Adidas, for whatever, had a little comeback with its shell toe shoes, and they put out their own cologne. And I remember looking from the top, it was shaped like the Adidas symbol, the little triangle. And I would spray that on in sixth grade and feel cool, you know. And then Axe body spray, where they had the or not Axe, I'm sorry, Abide body spray, where it was like, I want your bod. And like, dudes in six packs are playing basketball. And then for whatever reason, my mom bought me Bide body spray, and that was the predated Axe, you know. Um, but yeah, I cared a lot about all that shit. And now I do not at all, which of course I don't. I'm a fucking adult. Right. And I'm married and I don't have any. I'm not trying to hide my pheromones with any colognes and shit. <laughs> you know, you should let it let it be natural. Except, of course, the deodorant. What kind of deodorant do you use? I think this is very also a uh, big personality reveal. Right guard. Okay. Um, I don't use a right guard. Well, actually, I do use right guard. Uh, I was thinking as long as you get the blue bottle. The gel. Oh, I see. I do spray on these days. Koopy does does like a stick, and I used to, but I don't know. I just I, I love the aerosol. The 
I love the aerosol spray. I feel like it's you really get it on there better. I don't know. Now, the argument would be using spray paint versus using uh, a roller of paint. And that's exactly how I think of it. I'm like, it's a little too much with the the stick, but it, it gets pretty good with the it's spray just, bottle. Uh, I don't know. It's just, I don't. I can't I, do the gel. Though. I guess it's what got bought for me, though, man. Right. I mean, the gel is a little too thick. That shit makes me feel like I'm stuff. Like I'm. I don't know. Ugh, make sure it's thick. goes up now. I don't know. Spread it out. What's the? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people love it. I'm just saying. For me, it's works for me. Even thinking about it now makes, makes me start like holds, fucking want to open my arms up. Makes me feel like it hold, holds the sweat in if it does leak through. Oh yeah, see, I don't. I mean, I don't care about sweat as long as it doesn't smell. Like I know a big thing for me, and I've fucked up many a times. And so when I think of Rye Guard, actually, I think of the brown aerosol too, because that's that's deodorant, but it's not antiperspirant. And so I remember buying that before, and I'm like. It just smells, but then also smells like deodorant, you know, like, cause it does like antiperspirant is what you really want. Like everyone calls it deodorant, but deodorant ain't shit. You want antiperspirant cause that's the shit that keeps you all dry and feeling fresh. Um, yeah, we had air and extra dry. It was spray on can. She, I know. I, I kind of burned. It's still burns. God. My mom still buys it. I go <laughs> home and I look in the cabinet. That's what my dad has. And I'm like, the I yellow, can't The yellowish. Uh, there's a yellow and a blue one. You're okay. right. Yeah. There's both. And, uh, I've tried to use it, and it's still like, I mean, I thought it was because I didn't have any armpit That's hair. That's what I always thought. But no, it, I mean, even I have a lot of armpit hair, and like it's a, like, ah, god like damn, people Herod. like forgot their deodorant, and they knew I had the spray. They're like, god damn it, snap. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they would just <laughs> cringe, you know? Uh, the Probably the most feminine thing I've done in college is I went for a couple years by nothing but dove for her. Because it was strong enough, no degree for her. Because it was <laughs> pH balance for it was like oh. strong enough for him, or but made for her, sort of whatever their slogan fucking was, uh, made for him. Or, pH balance for him, strong enough for pH balance for her, strong enough for him. Anyway, it smelled really fucking good, and <laughs> I just kept. I was like, "Fuck, man! I don't think anyone knows how good this shit smells compared <laughs> to the others." Though, but then when I started dating Koopy, I want to say she was like, "Oh, you gotta." You you kind of smell like a chick, so you got to wear band. All right, got you. Hell yeah, uh, that's fine. you know you y'all. It's goddamn gender stereotypes. Um, all right, man. I think that's all I have. Um, here in a couple hours, we have uh, I have a new song coming out from when we're recording this. It's already out if you're listening. Uh, featuring Karma called "Filling Me." It's a kind of a sexy song for the ladies. Um. A little one-off, if you will. I don't think it's going to be on another project. And then also, working on the Late Night Flows mega mix that Snappy just heard. We got seven features. I'll go ahead and announce who those people are, which is, in order, I believe, is Sir Nasty, Matrix, Bradster X, Coop, Southern Comfort, Mountain Lion, and Forgotten One. Hell so we yeah. got seven features on that. And then I'm going to break it down to Remix 1, Remix 2, and then the Graveyard remix, and then the BXC remix, and then hopefully I've asked Strong Maurice to do a crazy EDM remix, but I don't, I don't have a whole lot of faith that he wants to do it, you know. But we'll see. Um, if he does, that'll be another one. Um, but anyway, just trying to put out some shit while I work on other shit, you know. Hell yeah. So I also got paid a couple of days ago for my first month of streams from Internet Friends Three, and it was definitely the most I've ever gotten paid for a month of streams. Awesome. So, Thanks for people for listening to that shit. And if I can get another one next month like that, I'm going to totally buy a new microphone uh, sometime this year. So Hell yeah. We will see. Well, I bought that uh, car April 15th, <laughs> and the newest word on it is when it went to the machine shop to repair the head gaskets, I guess a piece in there was broke. The cap on the end of the head, but apparently the 2010 Kia Forte they didn't make them like everybody else where it sets on top. It's two pieces. It was one fucking piece. So I can't find that piece. All right. Well, the next option was a new motor. Guess what? They don't make that motor no more. Of course. Apparently it was a shitty motor. But yeah. So there's this old boy at the machine shop says they can strap it together and make sure the, the, the cam don't rattle around. And I guess I'm just going to. Drive her till she blows. Hell, but that's another sixteen hundred there. I just don't know if I want to. I'm already fifty six hundred in the hole. Right, gone. I mean, pissed away. There is a chance you just driving it kind of works right, or is it like completely fucked every time? Well, you well now that they tore it down, I don't know if they can put it back together with that broken piece and it worked. Uh, you know what I mean? I see. I see. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Sucks for sure. Sucks that you got just. I've eat basically it. been told to drive it across the scales. I don't want to. Right. Uh, I, I'm a, I think I'd rather sit out there and let it fucking rust in the goddamn sun for the next 10 years. I think you should have someone show it to the dealership you bought it from, as is. And then you put some sign of this is the top shit you can get here. Yeah, real vindictive petty shit. But I don't think the tow truck driving an hour and a half is probably worth it. Well, that'd be like a hundred and something dollars. Yeah, it's just all shit, man. So I don't think I'm ever going to participate in the car buying experience again. Right. And whatever jalopy they put in the front yard and tell me to drive, I guess that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I mean. I'm my, done. My car, you know, clearly isn't a bad scenario, but uh, there's going to come a time where it's like, all right, I need a new car because my car is already old. I mean, it's older than the car I got had before it, but it just didn't have very many miles, this new one. Um, I'm just hoping Kubi gets a new car and I can just take hers. You know, like to me, that's. Is it not running good? Uh, mine now. It's not that it's not, but I need some new back tires, which isn't a big deal. I just need to go make an appointment to go have them order tires. But apparently everyone's fucking packed and busy and it's just like. It's oh, ridiculous to get an appointment anywhere in this town for anything. Right. But like uh, last year, I guess it was, I had rather a knot on one of my tires or it got low enough that like it started kind of wobbling when you hit like 40, 45. But it was like bad, like to where it was like blah, 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 blah. And I was like, God damn. And I took it in. The guy I thought it was the alarm. He goes, no, just your tire. You just need new tires. And he looked at him and goes, yeah, you need two new front tires. And he put them on and fucking fixed it. And I was like, oh, okay. But then now it's kind of coming back, but just barely and kind of in the back. So I'm like, oh, I think I need new back tires probably. It makes the most sense. Um, but like I said, I go by there and they're just full of cars. Now, last time they had to order these tires. So I'm one of the cheapest ones they could get. And, you know, I made an appointment and all that. So it might work out that well. You make an appointment at that place that you're talking about. That's the easiest way to do theirs. Right. And I should have done it these last two weeks. I've been off work. But no, I fucking played and beat Returnal, by the way. Um, so that's been fun. You know, well, I beat it. But to get the real ending, I had to go back and do like, there's an extra mission after you beat it. And then you have to beat it again after doing that mission. I got to go beat it again, which I can do um, now. You know, and it's fun because I'm going back. Uh, people don't know this game has like six levels and every level when you play, it, you're like, this is the hardest fucking I've ever played in my life. And you beat that level and you beat the boss and you go to the next one. You're like, oh, my God, it's so fucking hard. But now that I beat all six levels and I'm going back to the first couple, it's like this is so fucking easy. And it's fun. like that makes it fun. So now it's really fun to play. Yeah. Um. But then I still get back to the sixth level. And I just get my ass handed to so I'm, I'm like mastered it or by any means, but really fun game. Really recommend it. Um, I'm going to try to platinum it, even though it is so hard. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to go for it. I'm just going to keep playing it. Um, Like when I beat it yesterday, I just didn't I didn't lose for like nine hours or some shit. Like I beat it, started over at the front again and played all the way back through to the sixth level again without dying. And I was like, fuck, I'm just in the zone. And then I needed to do shit. So I finally was like, all right. When I died, I was actually grateful because I couldn't quit because you can't really save. And so I was like, well, I'm not going to quit on this fucking. I can't die. Like how this thing. I can't quit. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, just got, I got all fucking weird about it. Um, so anyway, beat Returnal. Going to try to platinum it. Need to get back to Ratchet and Clank. Uh, Rift Apart. Honestly, don't think it's that good. Not worth the $70. You know, if anyone out there is listening has a PS5, I would wait till it's on sale. Um, I think the other one on PS4 they released a few years ago is just as good. You know, you can get it for 20 bucks. So, um, that's my PlayStation check-in. And oh yeah, we're trying to, we've been getting skinny on the, on the video games. He's, Hell yeah. He's really good into Assassin's Creed Odyssey. He's like, I'm, and I went over there and watched him learn. I just made fun of him the whole time. He can't move a fucking camera stick. And I was cracking my shit up. It, I was like, man, a guy's going to attack you from behind because you're not spinning the camera to look. And he was like, bro, I know what I'm doing. And snap, snap, dies, you know, because people are stabbing him and shit. And then I was like, well, first off, you're attacking just random people in the middle of a town. And he's like, yeah, and they all attack me. I'm like, well, you shouldn't do that. I was like, go do quests. And I went to a quest. And I was like, here, go attack these wolves. Uh, wolves fuck me up. And I'm like, well, you're going to have better luck. It's a wolf and attacking a level 40 fucking guard in the middle of a tent. Like, and I get it, he doesn't have any of this history of video game. You know, yeah. like he doesn't get the like video gaminess of it. Yeah. Like, go look for the level, go to that level, you know, and all that shit. Um, but we, I think he's doing way better now. He's yeah. just jumping in there and fucking shit up. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, I downloaded Mafia 3 for him because I was like, me and Snappy love this game. And it's, uh, you know, black uh, Vietnam war yeah. vet coming back, fucking kicking ass. I think you might like it, you know, if you yeah. like Grand Theft Auto. And so I think you might try that one next. Yeah, but yeah. I still think about Mafia 3. I'm like, I need to go back and try to platinum that one because that game was great. 
in hindsight, you know, a year removed since I think I beat it. What I did more. like is when you got to the end and you had like 243 extra of them things you collected. The little radio parts. Yeah, so I was like, that's bullshit. They should all go for something. I don't think I had that many, but I think you warned me also. So I was like, oh, well, I'm going to quit. Yeah. I'm just going to get them when I need them then. <laughs> like, I'm going to quit trying to stock up on everything. Now, I think for the platinum of that game, there was a. Uh, like one is like you bring all of the b- mini bosses with you or your sub bosses. And then one trophy is kill all but one. And then another one of kill all of them. And you're like, well, you couldn't do that all in one playthrough. So that alone made it be like, I don't know if I want to platinum, that, <laughs> you know, cause that's a, right. a lot of different things there. Um, but our man, you got anything else? No. All right. Well, I'm trying to get more songs, uh, for the next music podcast. Uh, so hopefully you can be on that one and shit. But right now, we don't have enough songs, so we'll see. See what happens. All right, then. All right, peace, man. Peace. Here's the mo makes beats.